Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome into this Thursday NBA Strategy Show. He is Don Engelman. I am Adam Kaufman. You are you, and we are all here to spend at least, I don't know, the next 45, 50 minutes, maybe even a full hour together as we look ahead to this robust three-game slate in the NBA. This sucks. This sucks, Josh. I, I know that you know, we were talking a little bit about this off the air that, I don't know, some people like you, you who who has to feed the people content all day, every single day on multiple shows, you, you get a little tired of the, the actual big slates, 10, 11, 12 gamers. But for me, when it comes to building a lineup, I'm just thinking about DFS. I want it. I want the variety. I want the options. These little three gamers, they just, I don't know. There's, there's, there's not enough differentiation, too much repetition. I don't like it. Generally speaking, I'm with you. Uh, if, if this is just a normal day, I have very little interest in three gamers. But... Uh, sometimes you just want to take a little bit of a break for a slate. Three games is a lot easier to manage. It's a lot less to prep. Um, when I do live before lock tonight, 630 uh, with Greg Ehrenberg, he and I will have significantly less to fret over. Uh, problems that arise will be easier sure. to fix. It's just it's just a softer day today, and I've kind of been looking forward to it. I think prepping is your first mistake. Not only do I prep, I started a new show showing while I prep. I'm just, I can't get away <laughs> from it, man. Well, that just makes sense. That's just, you know, get paid a little bit extra just to, it's it's like back in school when you had to do long division or something and, and show your work. You couldn't just do it in your head, even if you knew the answer. Now you just, you know, you get the, the extra money thrown at you just to show people your work. I think that's good. Yeah, and I was always really good at doing my math in my head, which is probably not much of a surprise to anybody that watches this show. But uh, they also used to tell us that we weren't going to be able to carry calculators around in our pockets every time and we needed to know it. And boy, (laughs) were those idiots wrong. They're the people that are shaping our youth. You won't be able to carry that around in your pocket. (laughs) Yeah, I carry everything around in my pocket that's ever existed, always. Maybe not the giant TI-83 or something like that. But yeah, I mean... You know, just not enough foresight. Like me, you got to have the proper foresight on what the future is going to look like, which is why you surround yourself with a wall of DVDs. <laughs> that's, that's a great, at least they're not, a, it's not, at least it's not a wall of VHS tapes or Betamax or something. Those are on the bottom shelf. You can't see those. Uh, wait, you guys don't want to come in to see my cassette down. tape 
uh, room. I've got a cassette tape room. Cassettes everywhere. Eight tracks, the whole nine. It's unbelievable. All right, folks, as we always ask you, be so kind. Smash that like. Hit the subscribe button here on the Osmo YouTube page as well. And, of course, join us not only in the YouTube chat, but in the uh, premium Slack channel, the premium basketball Slack channel, part of the Osmo Plus tools and stuff that we will tell you about going forward. We'll mix in some betting talk a little bit later on in the program as well. Get you some of the odds from the Osmo Odd Shopper page. We talk to you about that all the time as well and uh, so many other good things. But as we start, we start to look ahead to this three-game slate, and we'll probably go off the rails a little bit. This is sure. its interesting. It's not like we're, at least as of right now as we chat, and who knows what the day will bring over the next several hours. But right now, it's not as though we're not lacking in star power, even with three games. So the first game is at 7.30 Eastern time. You have got Milwaukee, Giannis, playing host to the visiting Toronto Raptors. And then you got a nice little gap. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people playing showdown contests for that first game because the next action is not until 10 o'clock with a couple of games. The Nets, and we'll see exactly where they stand. Obviously, James Harden has been a solid play of late because he's been the best option available there for Brooklyn. And then uh, the Lakers, as we know, Anthony Davis is not playing. LeBron James, inevitably questionable, but he'll be out there. And Miami is in Sacramento. So those are the games that we're going to spend a little bit of time on. Again, get your questions in. We appreciate you. Just in general, who are your top plays tonight? I know, again, LeBron, Giannis, Harden, uh, Kyrie could be back, Butler, Adebayo. These are your top options, but who do you really like? Well, if we're, if we're talking just at the the high end tier now, if we want to talk expensive guys first and then move on, I think Giannis is the best play on the slate. Even though he is 10-9 on DraftKings, I am more than willing to pay that price tag. I think it is uh, well worth it as far as I'm concerned. Um, I have him ahead of uh, LeBron James by a pretty sizable margin quite a bit ahead of James Harden. And then, you know, you get down to like Kyrie at 8,900 on DraftKings. I think that's fine, but I think Giannis is the clear prize. He's been playing more minutes as of late too. It's, it's almost as if somebody finally got in the coach Bud's ear, but he's averaging like 36 minutes a night for the past two, three weeks. So projecting Giannis, the best fantasy point per minute player in the league at what is normally like the max amount of minutes you project anybody for uh, that's going to create someone being the best play on the slate. He's 10, nine on DraftKings and 11, three on FanDuel. And he could easily be a thousand dollars more expensive on both sites and still be in play today. All right. So that in mind, while we're here, why don't you drop down to a little bit of value? It doesn't have to be, you know, that three, four K range, more, more of a mid tier. I don't know. Let's call it five, six, seven, eight. Who are some of those guys that stand out to you? Yeah, so Chris Middleton is 7,300 on FanDuel. He's 7,800 on DraftKings, so I like him in that upper mid-tier area. Uh, I like him a lot more than Jimmy Butler, (laughs) bringing it back to yesterday. Uh, But I actually do like him better than Jimmy Butler today. That's neither here nor there. Uh, Corey Joseph is 3,800 if we want to talk about legit value on FanDuel. He's been playing about 30 minutes a game. We have no Harrison Barnes. Uh, We have no – oh, God, why can't I think of it? My, My brain is just gone. Why can't I remember the name of the center on the Kings? Oh, it's too early. I'm only on my second coffee. Rashawn Holmes, thank you. Whew, God. I was trying to do total re- – I, I couldn't get there, man. I just didn't have it in my head. Corey Joseph looks like a really nice uh, I'm glad that option. I happened to help you get there. Otherwise, who knows how long we would have been on this. We would have stuck with it, though. We would have landed it. It's just – it's been a long morning so far. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton, 5,500 on FanDuel, 6K on DraftKings. I like him in the mid-tier. Uh, Nemanja Bialica as a pay-down option on DraftKings is – potentially available who knows how many minutes he plays um 
a lot of the value that we're going to see popping up is going to come because of Sacramento being out of two starters today. And what about dropping all the way down? Those That steal you're looking to have is going to explode for 25 points, even though he's only $3,300 or something like that. Yeah, so it's Corey Joseph on FanDuel at the $3,800 mark. I don't see a ton of other value below the 4K spot. On DraftKings, it's still Corey Joseph at 3900 but I think Bielitz at 38 works. And then there's a couple guys in the fours. Whiteside, um, who could potentially see some additional run at center with Holmes being out. DeAndre Jordan at 4900 Marvin Bagley at 4800 That 3 to 4K range is where I'm really looking, and those guys stand out uh, quite a bit to me. Bagley having power forward center eligibility really helps. Okay, so before we jump into our first game, I want to tell you about our sponsor here. It's No House Advantage. You should know that by now. Taking a different spin on daily fantasy sports by offering player prop contests across, of course, the NBA, the NFL, when that's in season, MLB, which is right around the corner, PGA, all for cash prizes. Should be a fun weekend of golf as well. This exclusively peer-to-peer fantasy sports platform, it levels the playing field and makes it easier for you to win real cash as compared with your traditional DFS sites. Best part, you can join for free today. I didn't stutter. Join for free today will not cost you even a single dime, folks. Download the No House Advantage app. Sign up using promo code OSMO. You get $25 in free play without having to deposit anything, nothing. Again, goose egg, bagel. It is totally free, and you can beat your friends, not the house. Win big with player props today. So that in mind, and again, keep feeding us your questions. We will acknowledge them soon, I promise, in the YouTube chat, the Osmo Premium Slack channel as well. Let's dive on in. The first game, Toronto at Milwaukee. It is, again, very early, 7.30, so there will be a gap in the action before you move on. Giannis, like we talked about, he is at the uh, the top of the rung. You don't have too much in the way of injury concerns for this game either. So looking at uh, our own Alex Baker, Osmo, his projections here for this game, starting on the Toronto side with the road team here, Josh. You got Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry. All these guys are projected basically for five and a half, a half times value, uh, all in the neighborhood of 40 fantasy points. And uh, you could pay down a little bit as well. Look to uh, an Aaron Baines, similar value, at least projected, much cheaper considerably at $3,400 on DK. The rest of those guys are 7K plus. Who do you like? Oh, man, this is, this is a tricky one because everybody looks the same. So on FanDuel, Van Vliet, I have uh, most frequently in the optimal at 29%. But I've got Boucher at 23, Kyle Lowry at 22 if he plays, uh, Norm Powell at 19, Siakam at 15 And these guys are basically all in that 15 to 25% range in ownership. So if I'm just trying to say uh, from a cash perspective, Van Vliet would be the guy that I like the most on FanDuel. If we're talking about it from a GPP perspective, I think that's probably similar. I think he's properly owned. He's 28% owned on FanDuel right now. But if we're talking about guys that we want to get to a little bit more than the field, Chris Boucher at 7,200 would be the guy that I would be looking at most from a FanDuel perspective. On the DraftKings side, it's sort of the same story. Siakam in the optimal, 26% of the time. Lowry, 27. Van Vliet, 23. Chris Boucher, 21. These guys are so difficult to separate. They all look so similar. All of the ownership marks on the the first three guys, Siakam, Lowry, and Van Vliet, all really similarly ranked in the mid-20s. Again, I think Boucher at 6,300 is wildly uh, underrepresented in our ownership. So I guess in the grand scheme of things, from a GPP stance, Chris Boucher is my favorite Raptor today. That in mind, I guess, and and I'm going a little off course here, but general lineup building strategy, especially for this three-gamer and what we've got to work with. You know, you already talked about it. There's not a lot in the way of super cheap value that you like as things stand right now. And again, who knows what the next 
nine hours are going to bring. Things can change. Guys get ruled out. But despite the studs that are at the top, and there are certainly a few that are, are worth looking at, Giannis, like you said, when you have guys like Van, v- Van Vliet, Siakam, Pas- or, uh, Lowry, you know, all these guys so even and so similarly, li- similarly priced, I can't talk this morning, so similarly priced and so uh, similar in terms of their projections as well. Do you think about more of a balanced build? And all right, well, I, I'm going to depend on these guys. I'm going to hope at 7K plus each, they're going to get me that 40 plus that they're projected. I'm just going to litter my lineup with guys that are in that, I don't know, six to eight or so K range as opposed to paying way up or way down. It's not usually a, a stance that I end up taking on slates. Uh, we end up usually have enough value at the bottom that it just makes more sense to get to the Giannis, the LeBron, the Harden range. And that's sort of how I feel here. I, I see my rates being significantly higher on Giannis and Middleton right now. I mean, Middleton obviously in this seven to eight K range, but on the Toronto side, I, they, to me, they just become filler. Like I'll end up with probably one of Van Vliet, Siakam and Lowry in every single lineup that I have. And I will just rotate through those combinations. It, it's really difficult for me to want to prioritize anything specific from Toronto. So I would rather use the Raptors as more of a shotgun spray, uh, just mixing and matching every piece that I can and then be heavily concentrated elsewhere where I think people actually do separate from the pack. You could impart that same strategy going into the other side of this game, though. If, if you were so bold as to fade Giannis, and as we know, he's in a great spot, but pay down, get yourself a Chris Middleton. He's not projected for nearly the same. Uh, you know, he's significantly cheaper. He's a good three grand cheaper and projected for probably 20 fewer fantasy points. Not that he doesn't have that high ceiling. We know we've seen it, but that's another guy who's similar to those three Raptors we just talked about, assuming all of them play, that could get you that 40 plus. Yeah, I, I greatly prefer Middleton on both sites to any of the guys from Toronto. I have Middleton showing up in the optimal lineup on FanDuel 52% of the time, 7,300 with a position that is generally hard to fill. He's probably my favorite guy on the slate. Uh, he was my number one contender as well, but that shouldn't stop you guys from going to watch that video. And uh, he's only a 42% ownership. So I actually like the idea of going in even heavier on Chris Middleton. I think Giannis is properly owned at 50% today, which should be a, a real blast. I'm going to be right there with the field. Dante DiVincenzo on FanDuel is the guy that I would look to in GPPs that I think is going a bit under-owned. 19.6% ownership right now. I've got him projected for 26.2 fantasy points in 30 minutes. He's only 5,100. Uh, I have him showing up in the optimal about 25% of the time. On the DraftKings side, it, once again, it's Giannis and it's Chris Middleton, and they are very clearly separating from the pack. I think both guys are slightly underowned on DK as well. But DraftKings changes up the game a little bit because we've got, get ready, DiVincenzo, Lopez, Portis, Forbes, Connaughton, DJ Augustine, all projected between 11 and 18% ownership. I think mm-hmm. Connaughton and DJ Augustine are a little bit overowned there, but the DiVincenzo, Lopez, Portis, Bryn Forbes group, they all should be like 15% owned. It's going to be really, really difficult to want to nail down the specific guy that you think is the value, the best value option coming out of Milwaukee. Uh, they look very, very similar, but I'm more looking at these guys as easy ways to be lighter than the field. I think that Bobby Portis is picking up too much ownership. I think Bryn Forbes is picking up too much ownership. So I think it's easier for me to get different for Milwaukee by having less 
of the guys that I'm not all that interested in, less of the two stars and just getting to more of Giannis and Chris Middleton. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So does that mean you might go to a, you know, a, a Brooke Lopez or are you avoiding him as well? So Brooke, I think Brooke Lopez is the third best option on Milwaukee, but I already think that he is slightly overowned. He's someone I'm going to have, I would say, somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20%, which is right where the field is. Uh, but he's not somebody that I would take the big stand on. I would I would likely be more concentrated on Giannis and Middleton. And for those that are curious, yeah, I have no problem playing Giannis and Middleton in the same lineup. It's a three-game slate. I will set very little I, – I don't really care at all what two-man combos I would have from a team. So uh, I guess going off that same question, but to narrow it down, Ryan says single-entry cash lineup. Can you stack Giannis and Middleton? Obviously, yes. you believe yes. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Jacob says uh, my crunch is getting a lot of kings and bucks. So on that buck side, do you agree with that? <sighs> Clearly, I mean that's what your numbers are showing right now. So let's see. I have the Kings as the most frequently optimal team of the six today. That's on FanDuel and on DraftKings. I have the Bucks as the second most frequent team in the optimal on both FanDuel and DraftKings. So, yes, I think that you should see quite a bit of Kings and Bucks in Cruncher and uh, running your crunches because they are the two best teams to roster today. Someone adds as well, Giannis and LeBron, they can literally get you 140 by themselves potentially, which is obviously true. Question is, I mean, are you really going to depend on that? Each of those guys get the 70 burger? Well, let's see. If we're talking about it from a DraftKings perspective, Giannis is 10,900. LeBron is 10,200. So you're looking for, that's 21-1. Goal in that scenario is going to be 117 fantasy points from the two of them. Mm. So let's call it 118 because that math is a lot easier than 117. Sure. You're looking for if you get 60 from LeBron and 60 from Giannis, the most likely scenario is both of those guys will be needed in the optimal lineup today. I mean, and that's that's sort of the case for all of these studs, or I guess by all of these studs, I mean uh, including James Harden. Uh, 60 points is really the threshold that we're looking for today. If they get over that number, they're probably going to be necessary. If anybody doesn't get to 60, that's probably going to be a problem. Our guy, Jordan, our producer, he's just, he's not paying any attention. He's just living in the chat and living in the past, shouting out Matisse Thibel, thinking back to all Sixers glory last night. That was a last couple nights, man. I, I know we're slightly off course here, but the last couple of nights, scores have just been crazy. I mean, whether it's studs blowing up for 80, 90 point nights, like a Sabonis last night, or even the night before you had a whole bunch of guys going off or value hitting like crazy. I mean, you like, you need to have, you need the last couple of nights to have three thirty plus to even give yourself a chance. I mean, I ran the optimals for FanDuel last night and it was over 500. Um, you don't, oh. you don't see that often. Now, I don't think that that's a realistic optimal. Uh, that's yeah. an optimal that's going to have Nas Reed and Kent Bazemore in it. Two guys that you're just 
Like that's just basically an impossibility to have. So I like looking at it by canceling out anybody that is essentially unowned, but still the, the raw optimal on FanDuel last night was north of 500 fantasy points. And I assume DraftKings was preposterously high as well. If you guys want to think about optimal lineups, take a look, fantasy cruncher, lineup builder, all that stuff that we keep talking about, ownership percentages, projections, all of it. Well, I mean, you need to know where to go. Get yourself an Osmo Plus subscription here, folks. You can get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content, nearly every DFS sport, even NASCAR. Daytona 500 is right behind us. You can build lineups for that as well. Anything is out there. The Osmo Plus weekly pass, not even 30 bucks a month, $29.95. You see? You see how that happens? This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including As mentioned, player projections, ownership projections, the premium Slack channel that we are keeping a constant eye on, and much, much more. Only looking to play NBA, it's not a big deal. You can do that. You could just, it's even cheaper to do that. You can sign up for our weekly NBA package. It is $16.95. I love that you can you can just see all the great options scrolling your screen as well. We had, you know, we had to give Jordan something to do. Start (laughs) start throwing out an ad read and and, and he's going to quick pivot, give you something different on the screen because the man's amenable. He's very flexible. I'm surprised he's not just slowly waiting for a small black coffee to be door dashed and cost like <laughs> 15 bucks for a 10 cent cup of hot bean water. The, the shame of, of doing this over Zoom and not being in a room with him, we can't like nudge him. To, Jordan, wake up. Let's go, dude. Could you imagine if we all ended up in like the same office every day? Like this was like a true job. Oh my God. <laughs> I would probably have some sort of problem uh, worse than the gambling problem that exists. You saying that this, uh, th- this isn't work. It's it's work. It's just the perfect work. I love this exactly. job more than anything in the world. I wouldn't want to change it at all. Why if I could do this for the rest of my life, I would be happy. Kind of an introvert, a little antisocial. Uh, yeah, that would be one word for it for me. Uh, uh, like, you know, people strongly. Yeah, look, I like people that I like. <laughs> and that, unfortunately, that's a very minimal number. That's a perfect way to put it. I like people that I like. I, so I, I, uh, I got really into uh, my personality type a while back. So I follow my personality type on Reddit. And it's just constant graphics of exactly how i feel about everything in life it's it's really soothing is there a good example i'm afraid to ask i mean i could probably pull up like a thousand examples right now i just like it's a never-ending stream of memes about the way that i feel about everything Uh, so this one is just simply the text. Don't invite me anywhere last minute. I enjoy doing nothing. So I need to know ahead of time if my plan to do nothing needs to be changed. That is spot on for me. There is nothing I hate worse than someone asking me to do something like in an hour and a half when I was planning, when I had no plans whatsoever, there's like basically 0% chance I want to do it. Even if I think it's the coolest thing in the world, my immediate reaction is that I hate it. It's important that people get to know you well enough to just know, don't ask because I don't want to have to say no to you. So it, it's better to just not invite me at all. And the, the problem in this scenario is that even if I know that I'll like it, once I'm there, I can't get myself into that headspace. I know I'll just hate it until I get there. It'll give me like the worst anxiety in the world. Let's keep hearing from you guys in the chat. Marco says, is Josh, Josh an introvert? What? But Dan says, Josh, we love you, bro. You got a lot of support here in the chat. A lot of people feeling the way you feel. 
It's weird. I like I love this medium. I love to talk. I just the idea of making small talk at like a dinner party makes me want to jump off of whatever building is housing it. As long as you uh, you know found yourself a like-minded partner in your wife, then then that's what matters. Unless she you know, she balances me out pretty well. I, I I do appreciate her quite a bit. Let's go to our next game again. We got three to cover, and uh, we remind you like the YouTube feed because we're sitting close to one hundred, about five hundred people watching. Smash that like, hit the subscribe button. It is greatly appreciated. And uh, yeah, we see all you guys in the chat. Uh, you you've got support, Matt. Mark rather says it. I'm the same way, bro. All right, so you got Brooklyn and L.A., the Lakers. Now, starting off on the Brooklyn side of the ball, James Harden has just been automatic of late. You have had to eat the chalk and just feel good about it. He's been exploding. He's given you the fire emoji, all that good stuff. Kyrie Irving, though, expected back and projected for uh, five, you know, X value, similar to Harden. Harden actually closer to five and a half based on Alex's projections here on the Osmo site. So Irving is uh, not nearly for... Uh, projected the same number of points it's it's right around 45 as compared to almost 60 for Harden still these are both excellent plays more often than not without the third wheel without Kevin Durant you know participating in this one obviously and that's the case with Brooklyn whenever one or especially two guys are out so as you look at this right now is it automatic to you once again to stick with Harden no, he is my third favorite of the payup options. I would rather get to LeBron. Uh, I think it's easier from a price perspective. Uh, I think it's easier having with having um, AD out. Uh, I like the position a little bit more. And with Kyrie back, like there's always that little chance that Kyrie is just the priority and James Harden does it a little bit more with facilitation, which is great for Brooklyn, but not necessarily great for a, a fantasy ceiling. So I actually have Harden as my least favorite of the three. Now, I don't want it to seem like I'm like, oh, fade Harden, whatever. Shows up in the optimal lineup 19% of the time on FanDuel. His ownership is at 26. Shows up in the optimal lineup for me on DraftKings at 21%. He's owned 26%. We're not talking about a giant disparity here. Actually, on DraftKings, I think LeBron is significantly more over-owned than Harden. So it's possible that that would pull Harden up a little bit. But if we're just talking like raw, these are the guys I want to get to most frequently ignoring ownership. I have to put Harden third. I'm not comfortable with it at all i am having a really hard time nailing down um how i feel about his rates i'm not projecting him at the rate it's it's, so it's weird he has these usage rates and assist rates with kevin durant off the floor but for some reason like nothing is corresponding to that in the industry and i'm I'm having a real hard time reconciling it he has a 27 percent usage rate uh, somewhere in that neighborhood 26 27 27 and a half something like that with kevin durant off the floor if you project james harden with a 27 percent usage rate matching that rate he looks terrible and you would never play him today i'm trying to project him at what his like normal usage rate is and I still come in a little bit lighter. And I'm, I'm really having trouble reconciling that. I will have Harden tonight. I, I don't think that it's possible to avoid any one of those three payup options. But Harden's going to be the guy I have the least. You can save almost 2K going to Kyrie Irving. He appealing to you? <sighs> he's more appealing to me on DraftKings than he is on FanDuel. I think he's a little overpriced on FanDuel. 8,900 on DraftKings, though, I think looks pretty good. But this is just another spot. Like, you know, 35 minutes, 36 minutes, shooting the lights out. Uh, I can get there for it. Um, anxious to see how KCP does on him. I assume he's going to be the one that gets uh, a lot of the Kyrie. Assi- Actually, you know what? It, it could just as easily be KCP with Harden. Eh, it'll be interesting. I'll have to look into that, see what they're going to do from a defensive standpoint. Either way, uh, I prefer Harden to Kyrie 
on both sites, but I prefer Kyrie on DraftKings. I just think both of these guys are just slightly overowned. Like we only have Kyrie at 24% ownership on FanDuel, 21 and a half on DK. That's basically where I have these guys. So I'm not away from the field, but I don't see them as lock plays. I'm again, that is where I'm going to Giannis and Middleton as a combo. What about a pay down here? You could uh I mean you can go way down to a guy like Bruce Brown who's projected to be in a good spot. You know, Joe Harris is always someone that you know, it, it just feels like he rains threes to start a game and then you kick yourself for not playing him, even if it kind of bounces out by the end. Jeff Green, uh, as much as I, you know, personally hate the idea of ever playing him, is in a decent spot. Anyone else appeal to you for Brooklyn? Uh, I know that we're going we're gonna to be touching on some bets first, and I, I just got this pulled up now, so I wanted to touch on it. Yeah. James Harden's scoring prop for today. Okay. 25 and a half points. I have a projected... For 26.2. So I'm right there on the number. Nothing too crazy. 18 and a half point or 18 and a half rebounds plus assists. That's where the projection is. I think that might be where I'm lacking a little bit. Maybe need to bump the rebounding rate up a little bit. Yeah. Um, something that I'll dig into a little bit. But from a points perspective, I feel pretty good projecting him at the current prop on the market right now. And you can check those props out at, at oddshopper, oddshopper.osimo.com. I get the over on the points. I'd go under on the rebounds and assists. Where it's where I'm at right now, anyway. I am under on the rebounds and assists right now. We'll see if I need to make any changes to that because I have the assist rate pretty high. Uh, if we're looking for value on the Brooklyn Nets, I think mm-hmm. it comes in one spot more so than others. It does not make me comfortable in any way. And just so I could look, Alex Baker has DeAndre Jordan projected for 21 minutes. I actually have him a little bit higher than that, and because I do. I think DeAndre Jordan is going criminally under-owned. 12% owned on FanDuel, uh, 11% owned on DraftKings. We've seen DeAndre Jordan play 28, 27, and 36 and a half minutes over his last three. Even the game previous to that was 23. The game previous to that, 26 and a half. I think mid to high 20s seems about right. And with this Lakers team not having Anthony Davis healthy, we're either getting excessive minutes for Marcus Gasol like we did the last time out which is not a problem at all for DeAndre Jordan that matchup works out very well for him or we get some sort of additional minutes for Montrez Harrell again I think that that's a matchup that benefits DeAndre Jordan once again neither one of those guys I mean Marcus Gasol can pull you out to the three-point line but he's not doing it quickly or with any sort of fleet footing I think DeAndre Jordan can handle both of these matchups. So I expect him to get the same sort of minutes that he's been seeing. And at 5,400 on FanDuel and 4,900 on DraftKings, I have him as basically the most under-owned play on the slate. Hmm. Get your questions in, folks, here on YouTube. Keep it coming. We want to hear from you guys. That's interesting. I, I, I really don't, like... To me, those minutes seem fine. If if DeAndre Jordan is 12% owned by the time we get to lock, yeah. I would expect I have 30 to 40% of him. I just he's one of those guys that I, you know, I, I mentioned Jeff Green before, and they're not the same player by any stretch, but 
DeAndre Jordan just keeps falling into that category of guys I don't trust. Maybe I've just been, you know, burned by him more often than not, or, uh, or you know, uh, I don't know. But he's, I just, he's so over the hill basketball wise that, you know, even as a fantasy performer, I just, I can't, I can't go there. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus i can't go to them 1.03 fanduel points per minute over the past 30 days for him so you know even if we just project him at one fantasy point per minute you know, whether that's you think he plays 24, 25, 26, 27, mm-hmm. that's going to be his projection. And at his price tag, he's at least a mild value. You would probably have to go down to like 23 minutes at one fantasy point per minute to get him in lineups as frequently as the ownership. So uh, that's a guy that I want to be over on until I hear otherwise. And if he starts, uh, I think the 27 minutes are a pretty solid projection. He did not start the last time out, but he did get that same sort of run, which was kind of wild. We're halfway home here in the NBA Strategy Show here on a Thursday morning. Stay up to date with the latest NBA DFS news with our Osmo NBA Twitter handle. It's not just, of course, the Osmo Twitter handle. you got the Osmo NBA Twitter handle and for a variety of sports as well. Our guy News God, who is with us, hanging out in the chat. We see a News God. He's delivering the latest on injuries, starting lineups, minutes, limits, and so much more before lock all day, every single day. News breaks, News God has it for you. It's posted immediately into the Osmo Breaking News NBA premium Slack channel as well. It's out there on Twitter. It's all over. You don't want to miss it. Give Osmo NBA a follow on Twitter and also check out News God's Twitter handle. That is News, N-E-W-Z, God underscore DFS. And you can catch Ship My Money's deep dive article as well, which is free this season to prepare for the slate. Must read if you are playing NBA DFS tonight. We talk about it all the time. I mean, there's just so much comprehensive information in there from Adam that uh, you do not want to ignore and comes out only a couple hours before lock as well. It gets you the absolute latest on where things stand and updated if need be as well. But let's go to the other side of this game here. And that is of course the LA Lakers. Now no Anthony Davis, which is why LeBron James is projected for get this six X value by our guy, Alex at North of 60 fantasy points. He is clearly the best option on the Lakers. It's not even close. You know, you could pay down way down, go for a value guy like Contavious Caldwell Pope. If you're, you know, going to roster multiple 10 gay guys like a LeBron and a Giannis, like we talked about before, you might need someone like a KCP, but uh, LeBron, you know, you said he's not number one, he's number two for you, but give me a little bit more on how you feel about James tonight. Two final sneaky plays from Brooklyn, Bruce Brown on FanDuel, Landry Shamit on DraftKings, both under 10% owned. Don't sleep on them. Uh, Yeah. So LeBron, I have him 39% to be in the optimal 38.9% on FanDuel. He's 39.2% owned. I'm spot on that number, uh, but that is the highest number of all the, well, second highest number of all the payup options ahead of Harden behind Giannis. Uh, similar story on DraftKings, but I think LeBron's going a little over-owned there. 40% ownership on LeBron on DraftKings seems a little high to me, uh, just given where everybody else is. If we just look at the rest of the ownership for those other three guys, Giannis is at 38%. 
Harden is at 26%, and LeBron is at 39%. The point guard small forward eligibility on DK is bringing that number up a little bit higher just because you could roster LeBron in uh, significantly more spots where Harden is just point guard eligible. So I I can't say immediately that I want to flip-flop those two guys because there's just more flexibility for LeBron. But on DK, it would be a little bit easier to go to more James Harden over LeBron James. The only other guy that I like on the Lakers a lot would be Dennis Schroeder. He's 5,700 on FanDuel, 5,800 on DraftKings. I've got him projected for 32 minutes, just shy of 30 fantasy points. And I think he's a little under-owned. Showed up about 30, just north of 30% of the time on FanDuel, 25% on DK, but he's only 17.7% owned. And by all accounts, he's like the second best offensive player on the Lakers now, or at least the one with the most opportunity for himself. It's not Kuzma. Harrell might be that guy, but he's not going to play the minutes to have the same sort of impact that Schroeder can have. So Dennis Schroeder, apparently a guy that I'm going to end up with, not somebody that I normally roster all that frequently, uh, but today seeming like it's going to be a little bit different. KCP is the flat minimum on FanDuel. Saw his minutes jump back up their last game out. I gave him 27 here, and if he's playing 27 minutes at the flat minimum, he's a value play that I think should be getting a little bit more ownership than he is. Got uh, This is more of a general thing. David says, what's up with all these late scratches? Giannis probably going to be ruled out tonight after lock. That, I mean, we can't remind people enough that, you know, any sort of advice that, you know, we, especially Josh, obviously are, you know, providing you at this time of day or even earlier when he's doing his process show, or, you know, if you're going to watch the contenders video, be aware things change like never before in the NBA, whether it's because of, you know, COVID concerns and contact tracing or rest nights or just general injuries. The teams are not fully upfront about earlier in the day and they, you know, come out a little closer to the lineup locker guys that are questionable right up until their game time decisions. And then you find out one way or the other, it is obscene and quite frankly, frustrating, but you know, (laughs) makes it more interesting for sure. What is going on just in general, in terms of trying, like you can't build a lineup right now. You can throw a dummy lineup in and hopefully you remember to pay attention to a closer lock and update it. But even late swaps are something that you have to be more attentive to than you ever did before, you know, with what we've got going on this season. It is, I mean, like, God forbid you go and try and enjoy a family dinner or something like that if you're trying to get your lineups built because you're just, you know, you're screwing yourself over putting a lineup in at three in the afternoon. Yeah, it's it's impossible nowadays to play NBA DFS without being prepared to make swaps later on in the night. If you are not actively making swaps from 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock, you will have a very hard time being profitable uh, trying to play NBA DFS. This was part of the reason I played on FanDuel for so long. I was more than okay with not having late swap. You set it and you let the chips fall where they lie. Some days you're going to get absolutely worked over by news and you're not going to have a chance. And then some days you are going to get the biggest benefit from that. To me, it always came out in the wash. And that's actually worse for me. In theory, I should want chaos and want to sit around because I fully expect to be better at fixing it than most people. I I don't mean that in a negative way. It's just like I have that process. Yep, exactly. I have that process lined up pretty well. It's not all that much effort for me to go ahead and late swap. But I really like being done at seven o'clock at night and then going and eating dinner with my wife and uh, just, you know, spending my normal life. We don't have that luxury anymore. You have to be around up until 10 o'clock making changes. That's fine for me. I don't, I actually kind of like the late swap process and seeing how my exposures are going to change. And I'm slowly building it out even more in depth. But yeah, if, if you are trying to do this and put in a serious grind, 
you have no choice but to be available to make changes from seven to 10. And you should really be late swapping your lineups aggressively. In particular today, you should basically be treating it like there's two locks. You should have your lineups prepped for 7.30. And then from the 9.30 to 10 o'clock range, based on the results of the 7.30 game, you have updated information. You should basically be treating the what you had as projections for Toronto and Milwaukee. You should be adding in actuals at this point, re-crunching and re-optimizing so that your highest projected lineups are more optimal than they were before. You have more information, use it. That in mind, are you not fading the early game, obviously. There are good options there, but are you getting as little exposure to it as possible so that you can just be prepared for whatever the hell happens later on starting at 10? No, I would be a little bit more apprehensive if there was only one game at the late spot, but I think with there being two, I'm going to roster whatever I can from Toronto and Milwaukee that I think makes sense. Uh, If there's news specifically that we're waiting on, and really for Nets, Lakers, Heat, and Kings, We don't have like a bunch of Q tags floating in the breeze that we're not sure of starting lineups. Maybe for Sacramento would be the piece that we'd be a little nervous about, but since there's two games on a three gamer, no matter what really happens, no matter what my construction is for Toronto, Milwaukee, there are enough options out of those four teams that I'll be able to move the chairs around enough that I don't have to worry about uh, like kind of setting myself up for the future. If that were two games early and one late, you could really hamstring yourself a little bit. So you'd want to make sure you're prepped for any potential news. But in this case, you'll have enough options between Brooklyn, the Lakers, the Heat, and the Kings. Where I end up getting screwed anyways. I, you know, I want to move things around after some late swapping or for some late swapping. And then, you know, I'll look and, and see that certain guys from earlier games are are not only locked in, that's obvious, but locked into certain positions. And then it doesn't matter anyway. There's nothing I can do to right. help me get to where I want to get to. Yeah, uh, it's the worst feeling in the world when you realize that your only swap is like to a guy that's going to play six minutes. And it's like, oh, right. okay, cool. I don't I don't have to care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm dead. Like, well, cool. I, I wanted to put this guy in the center position, but it turns out uh, I've already got that filled. So cool. Yep. Uh, Steven says, uh, kind of a broad question for Josh. What changes your, your strategy uh, for FanDuel versus DraftKings? He said stocks are certainly one factor. Anything else that you use? Honestly, there wouldn't really be much of a change. It's it's the same process for me either way. Clearly, guys are going to look better or worse, but uh, it's the same sort of goal each time. You're trying to fit as many fantasy points into a bag as you can, and you have some limitations. They're different on both sites, but it doesn't change the way that I try to play. I don't really think about it like, oh, DraftKings has two points for stocks or three points for stocks. It makes guys naturally show up more on one site versus the other. Like Miles Turner, for example, uh, when prices are essentially equal, I'd prefer Miles Turner on FanDuel to DraftKings because when he has an outlier game, it's usually coming because he had like seven or eight blocks. And at that point, if he has seven blocks, that's seven additional fantasy points on FanDuel that he wouldn't have on DK. We got one more game to get to. And uh, of course, keep your questions coming. Osmo Premium Slack channel and naturally the YouTube page as well. And hit that like. I don't want to keep telling you. Hit the like button on the YouTube page. So we've got Miami and Sacramento, as uh, mentioned before. Let's start with the heat here. Jimmy Butler, solid spot. Bam Adebayo as well. Both projected for 40-plus. Great value opportunities. In fact, I mean, Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn, you can make cases for them. Duncan Robinson, a great pay-down option here. How much Miami exposure do you have? That was a pretty powerful sneeze. Uh, Felt really... Really invigorating, honestly. I didn't didn't see the camera shake. You you started to disappear on me for a little while, but you made it. 
Game at the Quail. I've, I've been a pro. I've been doing this for a hot minute now. I know how to mute and get the hell out of there so nobody has to watch <laughs> me sneeze. Um, you want to so see I, that ugly? Oh, no. Yeah. Not so much. Not so much. With this camera, too, it would really pick up the spray. Like a 3D movie. Oh, if only. I was talking about 3D movies last night. Um, I no went. Yeah, uh, I was talking with a buddy of mine that was here, and uh, we were talking about how we don't really, we haven't really watched many of the uh, the comic book style movies. Uh, I said that I love no. the Nolan. Now, nah, like I don't know, like, like all the Marvel the, and DC. Yeah, like any of that Avengers stuff. I haven't seen any oh, of it. Uh, it's just never been my cup of tea. But I did like the it. the Nolan Batman's. I was yeah. I was in for. I didn't really expand too far out of that, but I did see. I think it's Superman, Man of Steel, whatever one came out in like 2013. Yeah. But I saw it in 3D and I had maybe too many edibles before <laughs> I went there. Possibly. Which was a little problematic. I don't remember. <gasps> I don't. So I don't remember any of the movie. I don't remember the plot. I couldn't even remember who was in the movie when we were having this conversation. So I looked it up to try to figure it out. And basically like the synopsis of the movie was, the special, based on the reviews, the movie wasn't very good. The special right. effects were incredible, and Hans Zimmer scored the movie, so it was awesome. So basically, Hans Zimmer scored like a special effects trip for me in three <laughs> days for two hours. I have no really idea nice what happened movie. in the movie, but the visuals were fantastic. So for anybody that ever has the opportunity to watch Superman Man of Steel in 3D while eating probably too many edibles, it's a fantastic experience. Don't worry at all about the plot. A lot of qualifiers there, but hey, you know, check. check. Anyway, so Miami Heat. <laughs> anyway, I, I had to bring, bring in the heat. We moved to Miami. Yeah. So I like Miami, but I think that the field likes them just as much as I do. Here's the ownership projections for Miami. I, I don't even need to say who they are. 26, 35, 28, 23, 23, 26. So play everybody from Miami and probably two of those guys uh, throughout the entire time. Now, there are guys that I think are ma- dramatically over-owned or under-owned. And I think Miami is going quite a bit over-owned on DraftKings compared to FanDuel. Like Kendrick Nunn, for example, is 5,100 on FanDuel. I have him in for 32 minutes. Same projection as Alex. It's only 28% owned. I think he's in the optimal lineup more frequently. I think Bam is a is just a hair under-owned on FanDuel. I think Jimmy Butler is a hair under-owned on FanDuel. The only guy that I'm trying to actively avoid, and it's never going to feel good, but Kelly Olynyk is 4,500 on FanDuel, 26% ownership. This is a guy that can come out here tonight and play 38 minutes. He can play 18 minutes. I never know what they're going to do with Kelly Olynyk's minutes. Usually whatever I guess is wrong. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. He's the toughest guy to project on this team. But if he's getting heavy ownership, I'm going to hope that today is the day that it's not a Kelly Olynyk day. On DraftKings, he's only 12% owned because he's 5K. So it's not as extreme. But Flat minimum Andre Iguodala is 24% owned. I would like to find my value elsewhere. Congrats, by the way, on planning a lot of people's Saturday nights, including our guy Jordan. There we go. Yeah, happy to help, guys. Figured happy it to out. Help. Uh, look, I'm, I'm happy to help everybody out. If you're not able to watch your favorite Osmo shows on YouTube, that's all right. We'll get over it. But here's good news for you. You've got, uh, one, the replay option. You just go back. All the shows are there for you on YouTube. You don't have to watch live. You're not here with us right now in this moment, and you're having kind of an, you know, an inception situation as you watch this back later on. That's okay. You can go on back 
and uh, find us in the Osmo Podcast Network as well. There's a podcast for every sport available on every major platform. Head over to Osmo.com slash podcast. Check out the latest. Once you're there, you can drop a five-star rating and review. It is greatly appreciated. Do it with your Twitter handle or your Osmo username, and uh, you include that. Free week of Osmo Plus will be a possibility for you. We're giving away a free Osmo Plus pass every week to the person who submits our favorite review, okay? Favorite review. So best of luck to you. And, uh, you know, people do read these things. I don't personally, but people do. So appreciate you. And uh, hit the like while you're hanging out with us on YouTube again. So Sacramento, final team that we have not discussed in great depth. Of course, you know, way back at the beginning of the show, sometime on the Kings here. But there are so many options here. And there are yeah. so many great options. Whether it is, and, and I'm not talking like a, a De'Aaron Fox or, or even a, a Buddy Heald. This is... Hassan Whiteside, it's, you know, it's Nemanja Belitza right now, it's Corey Joseph, it's it's Marvin Bagley. There are a lot of uh, viable plays for the Kings tonight. Yeah, more than a little bit. So this team is going dramatically, dramatically underowned. I basically think this entire team is massively wrong in ownership up and down the board. Hmm. Or at the very least, neutral. De'Aaron Fox, I think, is neutral, but I'll have him in like 30-something percent of my lineups. Tyrese Halliburton at 5,500 is only 33% owned on FanDuel. I think that should be more like 41 or 42. Same story on DraftKings. He's under-owned there. Uh, Hassan Whiteside, 6K on FanDuel, 4,600 on DraftKings. Only 30% owned on DK. I think that number should be higher. He has the potential to fall into a bunch of extra minutes if things break correctly for him. And even if they don't, he's just the backup center. He's productive enough on a permanent basis that he won't kill you. So get yourself a lot of white side. Buddy Heald is Buddy Heald and doesn't appear to be able to make a shot any longer. Um, Well, at least a shot that isn't a three and he doesn't get to the line. But you still have to have a little bit. Buddy Heald is the worst of the guys that will play big minutes. Corey Joseph is my favorite value play on FanDuel at 3,800. I have him in the optimal lineup 45% of the time. We have him owned 26% of the time. Biggest disparity I have in the slate. I feel the same way about him on DraftKings. Only 14.7% ownership on Corey Joseph. I think it should be double that. I feel the same way about Nemanja Bialica. We'll get a little bit of additional information, or at least I hope we do for Sacramento. But Sacramento is the reason that you need to re-optimize your lineups before we lock at 10 o'clock. We don't totally know what these lineups are going to look like. We have some guesses, but no Barnes, which is a thing that doesn't happen all that frequently. No Rashawn Holmes. We want to know this lineup. You should be redoing everything that you have based on the information from the 730 game and whatever we learn about Sacramento before that 10 o'clock game locks. But in my opinion, the way that I have it set up right now, you just want to jam in Sacramento Kings across the board. Fox, Halliburton, Whiteside, Heald, Joseph Bagley Bielitsa. Those seven guys should be heavily involved in your lineups. I think that you should have, on average, two Sacramento Kings in every lineup you have. That number can climb to three, obviously, and I don't think that that's much of an issue. But they, you should have two of these guys in everything. And because of their lower ownership in large field GPPs, it'll even make you more unique. So I think they're good and underrepresented. You have uh, upset some people with your anti mcu stance by the way i just want you including news guy. for the record i'm not anti it it's not that i don't like it you're not interested in it it's not your it's never been something that's appealed to me it's okay that's that's me in star wars just just not not remotely interested can't do it hey Uh, same boat 
Don't uh, don't folks make a bet without shopping for the best odds first. Betting lines, they can change by the minute very, very greatly, as you know, depending on which book you're using. It's why it's important to use the Osmo Odd Shopper to find the best line available for the game that you're betting on, give you the edge that you need in order to beat the house. So head on over to oddshopper.osmo.com. We compile the best bets available for you in real time every single day for every game. You can sign up for free today and track your bets and receive alerts when lines move. So if you haven't heard, we're starting to integrate a little bit more betting talk into these shows. And uh, just looking at Odd Shopper right now, how about just basic top point scorer? Okay, I know you're you're high Dude, on uh, Giannis. That's so weird. I just clicked on that on Odd Shopper and have it in front of me, and started right? making and started making a new pivot table to see who I have as the top scorer. That is insane. See? We didn't talk about this. Great minds. Great minds. I know you're a Giannis guy tonight, but that's as a fantasy guy. It's not necessarily as a top point guy. Odd shopper here is LeBron James plus 150 as your best option. Kyrie Irving right behind him plus 175. And, you know, Kyrie Irving used to being in LeBron's shadow. Then you have James Harden at plus 225. So uh, who do you like? Or maybe there's a a longer, uh, you know, longer odds for somebody that you like. Uh, So I think... Okay, so we don't have Giannis on there right now. So this is Correct. just Nets Lakers. Okay, yeah. okay. Maybe I was when I looked at it, I was like, uh, I want Giannis because he's at the top of my scoring list. Right. So let me let me filter this down so that well, I, I guess can look if at you it. can find a bet that has Giannis, that's your guy. <laughs> yeah, Giannis, Giannis should be the highest odds. I don't know if that's yeah. good, those are good odds or bad odds, but let me go ahead and grab uh, just the Lakers in Brooklyn so that I can uh, filter that down a little bit. Sure. Um, so I have LeBron James at 28.4 points, Kyrie at 26.8, and Harden at 26.2. So I would actually like to get Harden out of this group. I think that uh, I think that he and Kyrie are close enough that I would rather have the slight boost in odds. Um, the, yeah, so the problem is there's a giant drop-off after that. LeBron, Irving, Harden, all separated by about a point and a half or so up in the 26 to 28 range. Then it falls off to Schroeder for me at 17 and a half, and he's plus – he's like 25 to 1 to be that guy. I don't think it's possible for it to be Schroeder. This is something that I might uh, set up as a sim moving forward. I think the best bet that I like out of that would be James Harden. All of these guys is uh, I'm taking a look at game lines now in totals. All these games are, you know, very similar. They're all projected to have a a boatload of points. No matter the book that you're looking at, we're looking at, you know, 226 to 233 basically is your range, 236 even. Um, You know, how do you feel about let's let's, you know, stick with a game that you're excited about Toronto and Milwaukee, that first one at 730 Eastern time. Uh, again, depending on the book, you're basically getting the uh, over-under at 235 and a half. How do you feel about that one? I think that I would lean a little bit to the under, which runs a little bit counterintuitive to the way that I feel about the game. Um, mostly because I think that it might be mildly inflated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this Toronto team is very different in a in a Milwaukee matchup than it used to be. And I feel like that number might be a little high and we could see the Toronto defense look a little bit better than we have previously, because I think Nick nurse has to run out a much different game plan against Milwaukee than they normally do. Previously, this was Marcus Saul and Serge Ibaka waiting for Giannis at the rim. Now it's uh, a rail thin Chris Boucher and Aaron Baines, who I don't think has that same sort of ability. So I think that they can scheme this one a little bit differently. And because this game fits 
these guys have, I mean, these teams have played each other a lot. There hasn't been a ton of turnover for Toronto and Milwaukee. So they've kind of fit into a piece where they know a lot about each other. Now I think this matchup is a little bit different. And I think that that freshness from a defensive perspective from, uh, from Nick nurse could bring this line down or this total down a little bit further than that two thirty four mark. How about we'll do one more here, and that is, uh, you know, we'll look at the lines, and I'm not going to ask you if you feel the the line is off by a point or something like that. You've got the Bucks that are favored by six across all the books that we're looking at here. Uh, Miami is favored by one, and the Lakers are favored by two and a half. Which team do you think is most likely to cover? I think if I were betting on any one of these games – the two lines that I would look at first, and I think they're pretty close to each other, would be Miami Heat minus one and the Brooklyn Nets plus two and a half. I think the Heat minus one would be the line that I would lean on the most. Uh, I mean, and it, it's pretty simple. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo are both two fantastic players, uh, all NBA type caliber guys. Sacramento is without two of their starters. And I don't think that they have someone that is an all NBA caliber player on their team. I don't care whatsoever that they are playing in Sacramento. That is a fully meaningless event. Maybe you give them an extra half point or a point, but I think this line is a little off to the point that I feel like we might get news about Miami. I don't think that Sacramento should only be a one point dog here. I'm I'm anxious to see if potentially Jimmy Butler sits on this back to back for Miami at which point I think that that minus one line would seem a little bit more reasonable. I think those teams would be a little bit closer to equal at that point because with Jimmy Butler in and Bam Adebayo in, that leads me to think that Miami should be favored by slightly more. All right, before we go, I'm going to I'm gonna leave you with this. I want your help. I want a suggestion. I, I would ask the chat as well, but we just don't have time for it unless you guys want to weigh in. I'll read it later, but I from you. So I can be a bit of a jerk sometimes, and here's where I'm going with this. Uh, I, I'm not a big, uh, you know, big tournament field guy. I play a lot of cash games, a lot of head to heads every day. And I will, you know, normally with buddies. So I sent, uh, you know, it's typically obviously NBA classic contests. So I sent out a whole bunch of head to heads yesterday. Whoever's going to play is going to play. One of my buddies in, uh, in, in his haste, you know, he, he rushed to reserve a spot to then import a lineup a a little bit later on. This is two days ago. Um, I come to find he doesn't realize it. Instead of sending him a classic, I accidentally sent him a showdown for a random game. And so he's like, ah, crap. Well, I don't want to play that, you know? And so he just, as opposed to even trying to win it, he just leaves a a blank slate. So I just, you know, I, I take the, I take the bagel victory. And obviously I wasn't, there was no intention of keeping his money. It was a mistake on my part, a mistake on his part. You know, I'll give you your money back. He says, well, the, if you could do me a, a solid, just, you know, create another one for a different slate, you know, I'll make a lineup. You leave the empty slot evens out, you know, obviously uh, at, at that point in time, we're square. And I thought, yeah, no problem. And I gave it a little more thought. And I thought, you know, that's, I don't want to do that. Uh, you know, if, if I'm, if I'm, I'm happy to give you your money back. This, you're going to get your money back. But if I'm going to do this, like you go to a movie, you're paying for entertainment. If I'm just giving money away, I want to at least have something to pay attention to, right? So sure. I so I want you to build your best lineup to beat me, and I am going to also build a lineup against you, but with certain restrictions. And this is last night. It's a 10-gamer, as you know. 
I said, I'm, I'm not going to play any Celtics because that's my team. And a lot of them were in good spots. I'm going to max out my salary. I'm going to use the full 50 K on DraftKings, and I'm not going to play a single guy who is priced at 7,500 or above. This okay. is, this is straight value. Okay. Uh, okay. or mid tier guys anyway. Anyway, I wind up winning again. I put up sure. like 305 or something like that. It's a good night. So, you know, here we are, like round two. This is going to happen again tonight. And and he he was not happy about this. He I think he thinks I'm holding his money hostage. And he and he he just wants me to put in the blank slate. I'm not going to do it. What I'm going to do is is uh, institute another different random rule. Like, and, and you can decide what it should be. I'll let you. I'll defer to you. Something really random, like something like you know, I can only roster guys whose last name starts with H. I don't care. Just something to give me some sort of entertainment for this slate. Okay, um, let's let's set out an ownership cutoff. You can only use guys below a certain ownership total so not you can't use any of the guys that are would be represented as chalk feel free to set if even if you just want to say like the top 10 guys in ownership you have to build outside of that i think that makes for a a a really wacky day where you're just playing like a full-on contrarian lineup okay all right i'm gonna explore should be fun poor guy he really thinks i'm just gonna keep his money at one point when i beat him with oddly ruled lineups does it just become insulting too I would, uh, I would, I would then start rubbing it in his face, being like, "Maybe I'll score. Maybe I'll put nobody in and beat you because you'll get a negative." <laughs> All right, this has been the NBA Strategy Show. Uh, you guys are are great in the chat. We love you. Uh, we have got, uh, let's see, coming up over the course of the rest of the day. I'll pull it up in front of me. There's a lot happening. Obviously, a lot of shows, a lot of great content, as you are used to here on the Osmo pages. Uh, so coming up. Uh, nothing until looks like three o'clock. You got the NHL strategy show that is three Eastern. Jake and Josh will take you through that. And then at four 30, it is of course the daily tip off. You've got uh, Kayla and Ben and Spags all around for that five 30 Eastern time NBA deeper dive with Lafayette and Adam. And then at uh, six 30 NBA live before lock. Josh and Greg, Josh coming on back. And then it'll be uh, Jason and Pete for the MMA strategy show at eight, nine o'clock. You got NBA late slate, sweat, swap, whole lot happening here on a Thursday night. Spags and Greg, whole lot of nerd ass Greg on the way today. Josh will be coming back as well. So this is a, uh, you know, like, I mean, if you include the contenders videos, like four shows for you today. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on everything we do from an NBA perspective today. You can't get enough of me. So if you don't like me, boy, are you in for a terrible Thursday. No, I love it. I'm in for it. All right. Thanks to Jordan. Thanks to Josh. I'm Adam. Thanks to all of you for uh, keeping us entertained. Hit the like on your way out the door. See you, buddy. Better out, man.